Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And now, coming to you live from atop the Goldenrod City Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle TCG Cast! Hello, hello, Pocolonians, and welcome to episode 73 of the TCG cast. 7-3, it's a whole lot of episodes already. I am your host, Lord Jishiro, and we have, ladies and gentlemen, we finally arrived the ye- the episode of the year. It is the Pokemon Worlds episode where we'll discuss everything that happened in the world, in Worlds, and what's probably going to happen afterwards. And I'm not here just to talk with myself. Uh, that will be a very boring conversation. Instead, I have brought two of the best gentlemen around. First, some say that he's the only man that can do a willy on a unicycle. It's our Sigma. <laughs> it's actually really easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> You're always on the one wheel. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. It's always a willy. <laughs> and then some say he refers to himself in the fourth person. It's Seth Vilo. I usually reduce it down to at least third person, just so that you mere mortals can understand. <laughs> Thank you. We, we we mere mortals do appreciate it. Have you seen that movie Arrival, where when you finally learn their language, you can start to see the future? It's a little like that. That's too much power. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, guys, how have you been? It's been a while. Seth Vilo, it's been a while since I last talked to you. How are you doing? I'm good. I've been having an exhausting time, lots of personal stuff, but that also gives me time to, you know, figure out how to make Pokemon card decks work, which is what we're all here for. You know, and we're, priorities. we're all doing now since the worlds happen at the uh, be right exactly. after the rotation, which makes this world's particularly interesting and different because we all came in. We really had low expectations of what's going to happen because we didn't know much. We're going to talk exactly. about all those things. What about you, uh, our Sigmo? How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing well. I'm enjoying playing a lot of these new decks. So, Oh, yeah. I'm enjoying them as well. Been having a blast with Mewtwo almost almost feels like a sin playing that deck. How good <laughs> it is. But uh, it is a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and dive into the news. We have a lot to discuss about. So let's just go ahead and just jump right in. Live from the Goldenrod City Tower, it's time for Buckle News. 
Worlds came and went, and one of the things that were revealed is the introduction of the Pokemon V-Cards. Now, these cards are basically designed to replace GX or EX. This is all speculations because we really don't have much information, but we suspect that this is how GX was basically got rid of the EX. The V-Cards are getting rid of the GX cards. That's how progress works apparently so well, i want to know a little bit more uh, about it from you guys seth what or sigma what's up with these v cards uh we don't know very much about them yet we've only seen very small glimpses of the two main legends from sword and shield so we've seen one attack and an ability which has given us an idea that there's a v max card as well yeah, yeah. So, and during the trailer, we also ended up seeing something along the lines of a Pokemon card with 330 HP. So, oh joy. <laughs> yeah, which seems to be, um, these VMAX are basically a version of Dynamax, the mechanic from the Sword and Shield game coming in November. Um, we saw that also in the trailer. We saw the Pikachu and right, um, Oh my god, Sekram. I forgot. Sekram, thank you. Pikachu and Sekram GX, and then suddenly you have a zoom out to the giant V card, which had the same purple storm uh, on top, such as the animation does for Dynamax, which is heavily suggesting this is the mechanic of Dynamax in card form. They're just called VMAX, but other than that, you got nothing else on these cards. Uh, Seth, do you got any two cents to add in? What I would predict, if I was to have to lay my, my Poke money down on something, I would say that this will have some kind of rule attached to them where, like, at the end of your next turn, discard this card from the top of your uh, Pokemon V. So it only lasts a couple turns. It has huge HP for those turns that you can absorb and something like that. I'm guessing it might be like the level X's from a, a thousand years ago that are very similar. In, mm-hmm. in that you just kind of lay it on top and it gives new attacks and abilities for a time. Um, but I'm real curious. And if it has some kind of prism star like rule where you can only have one in your deck. I mean, who knows? There could be so many controls laid on these things. Yeah, the VMAX cards are going to be interesting. It's a little disappointing because I thought GX cards finally found a nice balance and then they added tag teams, which threw yeah. everything off. Yeah. And the the thing that I am most scared of is that We've got all this stuff supporting GXs and things like that, and also countering GXs. Things like the Ninetales ability that blocks damage from GXs, mm-hmm. or um, Cherish Ball that searches out GXs, and Great Catcher that hunts GXs. So if they, all of a sudden those are all replaced by this V, suddenly there's nothing that allows for counterplay against these V cards in the world of in the world of GXs. There may be an errata, who knows? But yeah. It's just like little carving when we went to uh, exactly GX. Yeah, yeah, and that always happens. The difference is, and if you guys remember, every time they announce a new mechanic, every now, every time they announce a new card system, it turn it comes up a little weak at the beginning. Usually, the, we have maybe one example of a good version of that V card we're gonna have, and then it's gonna be two sets in or three sets in before we finally see a the Greninja Break version of the V cards or the Picacron <laughs> version yeah. of the GX cards it's, uh, of the Tag Team cards. It's when finally we see these cards are like, oh no, now we see where this is going, and now we yeah. can start focusing. And I think that by what by the time we reach that point, we are going to have cards that are gonna be a little bit more 
effective against the V cards. Not to mention that still there are going to be V cards living in a GX world, like you just said. So GX are still going to be the dominant uh, cards until mm-hmm. V finally gets rid of GX, and that's going to take a year or two. It's Probably really two. rough too, just because of the power level that the tag teams have. Like how strong that they have to make these cards in order for them to even see play compared to the GX cards or what kind of support they have to add to compete with tag teams. It, it's going to be rough to see how they do go about it because hopefully they don't escalate the power too much. Oh, you know they will. Yeah. I mean, we already know their HP is going to be 330. That breaks the highest by 30 HP, the highest HP we ever had, I believe, which was 300. Correct. Um, yeah, correct. So they're already going to break. What I suspect in my – this is my my little – guessing here on how these cards work v means that they can have a v max version is what i suspect so they can evolve into v max and i suspect that like Philo said there are going to be a time frame for those v max you you will have 330 hp but you don't have to uh not necessarily knock those 330 hp you just have to maybe hold down the few turns where it's still active three turns however they're gonna decide to do it they could do it by ways of a counter where you count down with a little I don't know what a dice or something, and then eventually you have to do what you can in those turns, and then the V Max goes away for the rest of the game. Uh, this is what I suspect based on how they are supposed to be the Dynamax version, TCG version of Dynamax. So <laughs> it'll, <What>? it'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see also whether or not these cards are like playable as just basics, or if they go evolution route again, like GX did. Mm, yeah. What if, what if it's not even a new Pokemon or anything like that on top of it? It's just a giant version of the artwork with a whole bunch more HP. I would love that actually. <laughs> <laughs> and have it in the deck, so you have the the, the normal cards, and then in between it's those, like, there's a huge card. You'll never like know Commander, <laughs> like Magic Commander. Oh my gosh. Gee, where's my VMAX card? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's that huge prize you have there. <laughs> I mean, they could bring back the legend mechanic for it. Yeah. Where you need two cards to make the one. Oh, yeah. snap. Please don't. <laughs> I mean, Although I will custom catch her now balanced. and the other ones is becoming a, a trend that we might see evolve into something like that, maybe. I do also want to point out that I'm, I'm ashamed it took me this long to realize it, but from the clips that we see of Zacian and Zamazenta, they do not have GX attacks. No. They just have regular attacks. None of them are GX. It goes that- straight from the attack into the little things on the yeah, bottom. C-moves yeah. are a thing of a pass. C-moves yeah. are a sun and just like Mega Evolution was a X and Y mechanic exclusive. C-moves was a sun and moon exclusive, and now the new boy in town is Denimax. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So they're getting rid of GX attack as you would expect them to do, at least until they're going to be around until GX are around or, and they'll disappear. Or at least on these Vs. They may, who knows? They may still have GXs alongside these. We don't know yet. That is that is true. And they and we'll probably will have that because again, every time we do encounter a where they both live in the same universe. Anyway, mm-hmm. in the same format. So moving on to the next piece of news though, because there's a lot to discuss. Um, what's next on the list? I lost my list. Uh, it's Hidden Fates. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Hidden Fates, <laughs> Hidden Fates finally is out. And honestly, not much to talk about. Not what we expected or probably exactly what we expected. Sorry. 
um, <laughs> and and not doesn't bring too much into the game, doesn't change things. There are a couple of cards worth discussing, and that's what I wanted to provide this time now in the show to talk about the two cards that are actually might be worth having on your deck. So each one takes one. Um, Seth, why don't you go over Jesse James? Sure thing. It's a trainer. It's a supporter card. And its effect is each player discards two cards from their hand. Your opponent discards first. If a player has no cards in their hand, they do not discard any cards, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's just a supporter that is discarding cards from both players. Yep. Ta-da. It is actually pretty awesome. Uh, as far yeah. as I understand it, this was banned and expanded already? Correct. So you might already guess how people have already guessed how this card is going to be abused. Yeah. In Expanded, there's a lot of tools that allow you to turn one, instantly drop your opponent's hand to zero without giving them any opportunity to really counterplay. So they haven't even taken a turn yet and they have no hand. Yeah, it, it is pretty hard. Um, I can see this in decks like, for example, uh, I forgot the name of the bulldog. It's all control. <laughs> it's going to be big control card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what was the name of the bulldog, the fairy bulldog? I always forget that Pokemon Granbull? Granbull. Thank you. Granbull. I see oh. this great in a Granbull deck. If it's uh, still played. played. If yeah. you can still play Granbull. Yeah. I don't even know after the rotation. So, yeah. overall, this seems like a nice little card. Uh, obviously, super effective for me. What about you guys? I would say effective, just because, I mean, it. it's... In very specific decks, it's not something that you'll see very often, but when you see it, it'll be very effective, especially when paired with the Pokemon that were made to go with it. Oh, yes, which we should mention Weezing. That if you're able to throw away Weezing using this card, you're able, your opponent discards one extra card. So that's mm-hmm. a little, little detail that might be worth noticing. Now, mm-hmm. moving on to the next one. Oh, wait. Uh, sorry, Sigma, you remain pretty quiet. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it's what Seth said. It's going to be a pain in the butt in their anger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Like, that's where its home is, where you yeah. get the, where you only have to run one, maybe two, and you just recycle it over and over again. Like, right now they're playing Mars. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> right now they're playing Mars. I'm sure they'll put this in instead. Yeah. So. Wow. Okay, so moving on to the next one, then, we have Moltres, Saptos, and Articuno GS, our first tag team that is actually a threesome. Take it away, our Sigma. All right, so Maltro, Maltrace, and Zapdos, and Articuno GX is a colorless with 300 HP. It is a basic tag Mal-sap team Pokemon. Sap art, yeah. right? <laughs> oh, the uh, the uh, special art that you get from purchasing the Elite Trainer Box, if you can find them, because this uh, is hard to find right now. Uh, it's so Is pretty. the stained glass, yeah. It's great. <laughs> Anyways, so it's one attack is a fire, water, lightning, and any other energy for Trinity Burn, 210 damage. No effects. Joy. <laughs> just just a strong attack. It doesn't one-shot the uh, big tag team, so, so eh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, GX attack, though, for a colorless. Shuffle this Pokemon and all cards attached to it into the deck. If this Pokemon has at least one extra fire energy, one extra water energy and one extra lightning energy attached to it, which means that it has the same attack cost that its regular attack is. So yeah, I, I always like when a GX Pokemon has that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're not wasting any energy here. 
This attack does 110 damage to three of your opponent's Pokemon. Don't apply weakness and resistance to bench Pokemon. You can only use one GX attack per game. When it's knocked out, your opponent gets three prizes. The uh, big kicker to this card, though, is it's weak to lightning. Ouch. Resistant fighting, which doesn't matter too much, and retreat is three. Interesting. Now, I the card's beautiful. Beyond it's, I want it just because of how beautiful the card is. Will this see play? Honestly, I don't think so. Uh, maybe if we're able to find a way, and you guys might have already thought of ever uh, a way of doing that, of getting the energies attached on this fast enough, maybe. But otherwise, I don't see how this can be successful. Um, what say you, Sevilo? Uh, yes, as a rogue deck, because turn one, you can welder Tapu Koko Prism Star and manual attach with possibility of a, a rainbow brush to get the correct energy on there. Okay. And that's a turn one, turn one charged up with all four different types of energy. That's a lot of setup for turn one. It is, but there's going to be a deck that uses lightning and, um, fire energies to begin with, which this could be teched into with a rainbow or a fire water grass energy. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of possibility. You could either make a single deck out of this, which I've seen a couple things on YouTube for, or you can have this as a possible tech in something um, as a way to absorb a lot of damage with that HP stat. Reshazard can't Oko this without the uh, boosted tag team. Uh, what is that? Yeah. Double it one-shots double blaze, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Picarom can still one-shot Moltres. Yeah, Picarom so can, yeah. and you wouldn't play this against... You wouldn't even let it hit your bench against Picarom, but <laughs> it has potential, and it does a decent amount of damage. It can KO any non-tag team, basically, yep. um, that that is relevant right now. And it's a really cool effect to its GX attack where it lets it basically stall and be like, no, you don't KO me, actually. Mm-hmm. And also, I knock out your three Malamar on your bench. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you, Sigma? Uh, another option for running this is go Dragonite with it. Uh, there's a new Dragonite that lets you attach a water and lightning uh, yeah. energy from your hand, which mm-hmm. helps push it a little forward. But yeah, I don't know. We have a lot of strong cards coming up with Cosmic Eclipse in a couple months, so it'll be... and. Ooh, some of those cards are real strong. Dragons, too. Yeah, I, I just... I see this card like those... Always those Charizard that came in sets just like this. Where it's like, ooh, Charizard doing 300 damage. And when you see the attacks and how much they cost and the overall effective of, effectiveness of the card, you very soon realize that, oh, it looks powerful in paper. But in practice, might be a little bit too hard to pull off for the benefits. I mean, if you when you have... Pikachrom and Charizard and Mewtwo successfully pulling off things much faster and with less setup, you gotta have to wonder, is it really worth it to put all your resources into this one card if there's better ways of dealing the damage? Um, to me, I- I'll give it a not effective. I don't see how this card can see any play, but for collectors and overall fans of the artwork yes super effective competitively it in paper it sounds really good i don't see this in action doing very well what about you sif what's your rating 
I would say effective because of the current environment with so much lightning and fire support. It makes it the oppor- it gives it the opportunity for this to thrive in the correct situation. The card itself may not be very strong, but the environment in which it's released is very strong for it. Fair. And what about you, Sigma? Uh, right now, I think I'd rather be playing Reshazard, but then, like, in a couple months, we have <laughs> uh, Zekrom and Reshiram coming on the same card, and that yep. card's stupid. And yep. that <laughs> it, it takes one less energy, and it does 270. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this thing has a very small window to be impressive in, and then I think it just gets overwhelmed by other multi-type attackers, like... Uh, Reshiram, Zekrom, and Arceus, Dialga, Palkia. So, yeah. Oh, so but what's your review? What's your rating? Uh, it's between not a very effective and effective. If it ever shows up, I I think it's not very effective. Effective. There you go. Two not very effectives and one effective for Moltres, Saptos, and Articuno GX. The first sock team to feature the three some birds. That's it for the news, guys. Anything else that you want to add? Any announcements? Sigma, Sephilo. No, not really. (laughs) No, we're good. Yeah, moving on to what is the topic section of our podcast, Topical Beach, where we discuss Pokemon Worlds 2019. So, see you there. Grab your ice cold Corsola Cola and pull up a chair. It's time for Tropical Beach. And we are back. Feel the sun in your face, the wind in your eyes. I think that's the other way around. And the sand under your feet. It is time for Topical Beach where we discuss what is new. And Worlds just passed. Incredibly important uh, event in the Pokemon universe. And we had a couple bunch of surprises. It's the first Worlds that was post-rotation instead of prior rotation, prior to the rotation. So there's a lot of new decks that came out of this, a lot of surprising decks, and not to mention the finals, the final two decks that were uh, beating each other for the Worlds and what happened to that. So let's jump in. Worlds came by and went, what was our expectations this time of uh, year? Because we knew that this was going to be the Worlds going to be after rotation, so we really had no idea what was going to happen, at least in my perspective. What about you guys? Uh, Arsigma, what did you believe? What's your, what were your expectations of this coming in? Uh, losing Ultra Ball meant a lot of decks became less competitive. <laughs> so you needed Pokemon Search in order to be something that you could consider playing, which included Psychic decks like Mew Mewtwo, Giratina decks, your Electric decks because they have that Electromagnetic Radar. So your Pikaroms were still fine. Yeah. Your rushes are decks were your rushes are decks were okay because they didn't need search. At least Green's rushes are didn't need search. It's like, oh yeah, we have Cherish Ball, we're fine. Um, yep. It's like, what do we start? Reshazard, Volcanion, does it really matter? Depends on if we go second, which one we care about more, but we have greens to find whatever we need. So yeah. that was a good deck. And Ultra Beasts were the other one because they have Ultra Space to help search them out. So those were the uh, decks you kinda expected going in to do well. Okay. What about you, Seth? I think when I when when it was post rotation that it was announced it was going to be I expected the top eight to be three Pikaram, four Reshazard, and something to do with Orangaroo. because <laughs> when you lose 
that many consistency consistency cards and you're going into an unknown meta, you want to gravitate towards the things that you know work. And Picaram has a bunch of consistency cards, especially that came out in this set, things like electromagnetic radar and all that kind of stuff. And um Reshazard is Reshazard, so it was good, but you just want to go with consistent. Yeah, consistency key. And I was also one of the things coming in that was also thinking about how it's going to be different is with the elimination of Guzma, which typically, at least 50% of the time, really is your winning card in most situations. You're waiting for that Guzma to appear so you can bring out whatever you need to kill and you can grab the last price or two prices needed or even three prices uh guzma was no longer going to be something available and i knew at some point that custom catcher was going to replace it it had to replace it um and i did not see as much did we see as much nine tails as i thought maybe we're gonna see i don't know i don't think so were they included in the restaurant it was in a it was in the ability based ones okay so I was actually quite curious, and we did see custom catching making an appearance, um, but not as much. So it, 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 this the, this world was definitely something uh, different, and it was worth the watch. It, the expect I really didn't have much expectation. Was, everyone was constantly me asking me, "Hey, Jashiro, who do you think is gonna win?" And my answer was, "I have no clue. It could be anyone because after rotation, I don't know what it works." Uh, there's been many people who've been practicing post rotation using the rules of post rotation for a while so they might have a better idea i'm the kind of person that yeah i'll worry about rotations when it happens <laughs> i want to <laughs> focus on the meta as it is currently not as it is going to be in a few months so um so i never really experimented with post rotation so i didn't know what, what was going to happen and needless to say i'm pretty pretty surprised of about many of the decks that came out i was not expecting blessed to reappear out of nowhere um, I knew that deck didn't necessarily got weaker. I just thought, hey, there's better things out there right now. But to our surprise, not only Blacephalon appeared, it landed the second spot. It was in the finals. And that, at least for me, took me completely by surprise. Um, uh, what? Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, I wasn't too surprised Blacephalon was still around because it just has so much support between Flyer and Ultra Beast. Yeah. Yeah, it goes it goes right back to that consistency thing. It can charge up with Welder and Beast Ring and has Ultra Space and has Ultra Conversion, which is all of what we saw in Shintaro Ito's deck. We saw all of that. Persian now, too, which helps with the consistency even more. Yeah. It's the one deck that is playing Persian from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah, and that's only on occasion, too. I don't think yeah. Shintaro's had a Persian, but there yeah, were others that did. Uh, yeah, it has the Mysterious Treasure to find your Poipoles and Nagata Dells. It has a lot of consistency options so yeah. it, it's not surprising it was doing well yeah. and i mean it's real easy to build when your deck is a quarter energy yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes very easy a lot more consistency for sure i mean uh, it could always be toward where you're running 18 energy that too <laughs> that <Wow>. too <laughs> yeah but at which point is are we getting a little bit out of control here um, with the energies so which leads us to the topic and this is where things got a little uh, exciting and different. Now, we saw a lot of Reshidam Charizards, which is to be expected. Um, we saw at least three in our top eight. So, But let's go over and see what finally went through. Uh, number eight, and each one can do one. So I'll start, then our Sigma, and then Servilo. And we can discuss uh, each one of the top eight. I'll start with number eight, Byron. I, um... 
sorry. Isaiah. I've just it's, thank you. I've just I know how to pronounce his name in Spanish, Isaiah. And yeah, you're good. I was like Isaiah. <laughs> the English version of it I didn't remember at the time. Byron Isaiah's uh, Williams, and he is from the United States, and he played honestly. And we're gonna cover this deck a little bit later uh, because it's one is one of my big surprises, and that was the big Johto control deck. FYI, and building this deck for the stream, so stay tuned on Monday. Uh, uh, well, that will be last Monday actually. <laughs> but uh, but and I will I be hate play- it. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Why? It's number it's eight evil. in worlds. It's evil. I don't. It, it is. It's like a evil. villain. It's like a. Uh, and more evil version of Zoroark because it's not trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just trying to watch you suffer. I played against it yesterday on TCGO. I, I w- my plan was to time them out by just not doing anything because I had a uh, <laughs> shaman in my Alolan Executor Rowlet deck <laughs> and, uh, and also a Levani on the deck or on the bench so they could do 20 damage to any Pokemon each turn and shaman just healed it up. <laughs> and I just sat and waited. And wow. waited because they took a turn, a minute for their turn, and I took ten seconds, maybe, <laughs> just to pass. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's hilarious! So it's like, oh yeah, you you can do whatever you want, and eventually they just forgot to uh, put their cards back into the deck, and they, oh, you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a pain in the butt to play on TCGO. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, that's number eight. Let's go number seven. The R Sigma. Okay, we have Ryota. Ishiyama with a Mutimulist. I don't think anything was too special about it. No, I don't think uh, so. Not difference to uh, the number one. So Oh, there was a Flareon. I think that's slightly okay. different. Yeah. Some play Flareon, two mag cargo. And G-axis. two more cargos, GXs, yeah. That's the the main difference. Um, so moving on to the next one, Seth. Yep, we've got a version of Green's Reshazard, which took the number six slot as well as the number three slot, um, as well as kind of the number four with Tord. But this one has no, Volcanion. Not the same. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This one has Volcanion in it, which has the attack that lets you charge things up from the uh, from the deck. Discard fire energy oh, from the deck. Yeah, yeah, from the deck on that one. Um, this one in number uh, in number six. Oh, by the way, it's by. Paco Vilches Barea, and it played a Hoopa that lets it try and counter Malamar with the Evil Admonition attack. Uh, but other than that, it's a pretty standard-looking Reshizard with Welder Greens, a uh, bunch of things like Mixed Herbs, Fire Crystal, Fiery Flint to get things going on your side, as well as the the kind of control aspect that this can have with Choice Helmet, Power Plant, um, Shrine of Punishment, even if you really just want to get the exact number you need to KO something with Reshizard. Cough, Pikaram, cough. Cough, Pikaram, cough, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's this version, and very, very similarly, it's also um, Blaine Hill's version at number three. Yeah. Number five, however, we do have KON Kababi with exactly the antagonist... <laughs> that we were talking about Pikachrom. Now, his version of Pikachrom has uh, one less Jirachi that they usually do, but it does include the residency of the Raichus and Alolan Raichus. This is the Raichu, of course, with Tatum Shock. That's uh, for two Lightnings, one uh, Colorless. That's 80+. plus. If this Pokemon was on the bench and became your active Pokemon this turn, this Pokemon does 80 more damage, and your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed, which is incredibly good. It's 160 plus automatic paralyzation. It's nothing to sneeze about, or much less cough at. Then, There's also a Sigilyph for the mirror. 
air. Oh, I was just going to say. <laughs> the ultra spice. Yep. The spice in the life of this deck is the Sigilus GX with mirror counter. If this Pokemon is your active Pokemon and is damaged by an attack from your opponent's GX or EX Pokemon, even if this Pokemon is knocked out, put damage counters on the attacking Pokemon equal to the damage done to this Pokemon. Needless to say, people think twice or even three times before attacking Sigilus uh, GX because basically means that their Pokemon and is also going to die. Yeah, and it's after weakness, so it will be knocked out because it's weak to lightning. Yeah, it takes on, <laughs> yep. that's it why takes it's on a mirror counter. Stuff. Exactly. It's like, oh, you, I'm taking 300 damage. Well, so are you. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With that, goes to number four, Tord, which we already discussed a little bit. So, Arsenal, uh what's the difference between Tords and the other? Tords is bonkers. Yeah, Tords is absurd. So, we have 18 fire energy. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, yeah, we have the four Jirachi and three Dedenne because, oh boy, we want consistency here. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tord is known for that. He, he is. Uh, our attackers, besides the Reshiram Charizard, are a Heatran GX, a Victini, and a Turtonator. And then we also have a 2-2 line of Vulpix Ninetales, just to use all that fire energy. Uh, oftentimes, <laughs> that Victini will get a big KO and shuffle all the fire energy back into your deck. And that's going to end up being what your the end game of your deck is, all fire energy. Yep, just having normal... all your, If your hand is all full with fire energy, you're doing something right. Yep. You have sc- super scoop-ups to return your Dedenes and replay them if you need them. Or anything that's damaged, like a Heatran or a Reshazard, so they don't get those prizes off there. But other than that, it's kind of what the uh, non-greens Charizard is becoming. Is this is the golden standard for it, from what I've seen? Yep. Now, Seth, we you already kindly described Blaine Hills, which is basically the same as Paco's Villas Reshiram Green Green Reshiram deck. So let's go ahead and move on to Shintaro Ito with the Blaze uh, Blacephalon that we just described. Go on with it. Yeah, for sure. It's got obviously the three of Blacephalon GX because that's your main attacker. It's got. The four poi poles, one of which is the eye-opener poi pole to look at your prizes if you need to. It's got three Naga Natal with charging up to grab those energies from the discard. Two Naga Natal GX from the most recent set that has the uh, that has the ability Ultra Conversion that's basically just Heat Factory but for Ultra Beasts. Um, discard an Ultra Beast, draw three. Uh, you've got two Heatran GX, which our Sigma touched on the effectiveness of, and it's really cool to just have it jump in the active. It's good for playing against decks that you don't want to discard your energy to. Yes. Like obnoxious uh, Shedinja decks or, or Angaroo decks. It's like, oh yeah, I don't want to be discarding my energy every turn because I need them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we're going to move on to the last one. And ladies and gentlemen, this was the World Championed by Henry Brand all the way from Australia, giving us the winning tag team of Mewtwo and Mew G- uh, GX. Now, this deck is a doozy. It features the four Mewtwo and Mews, which is basically the, um, the star of the last set that came out, Unified Minds. Uh, and it combines it with a whole lot of cards because it's basically a toolbox. But for Mewtwo and Mew, you got Danenes off the charts, you got Sogaleo, you got Reshidam and Charizard as well. We got one more cargo, you got the Latios GX to um, help you uh, defeat those tag teams because it does hit double for the tag. If you're feeding, it can one shot and uh, pick a crumb if need be. Um, uh, 
Yes. No, what it does is it makes you immune to tag team attacks. Oh, right, 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 right. Sorry, yeah. that's what it does. And or it prevents damage from them anyway. But so basically, it's a toolbox. You grab what you need. You use, use using uh, Mewtwo's and Mew's ability, which I haven't said. Sorry, perfection. Uh, that's literally in the name of the ability. This Pokemon can use the attacks of any Pokemon GX or Pokemon EX on your bench or in your discard pile. You still need the necessary energies to do it. And in case you need to attack with its own GX attack, Miraculous Duo GX does 200 damage for two psychics and one colorless. If this Pokemon has at least one extra energy attached to it, doesn't matter which one, just one, heal our damage from all of your Pokemon. Um, incredibly powerful card. I know that when we reviewed Unified Minds, we gave this card super effective across the board. And we also gave it the stamp of best card in the set. Um, and which is actually something we should do more often, let me say. And uh, needless to say, we weren't wrong. Mewtwo and Mew won the tournament. And let's jump off to that final match and discuss a little bit about it. Um, honestly, it, it wasn't much of a match. Uh, Blacephalon encountered a lot of problems as it was setting up. It, even though he is a veteran, Shintaro Ider did commit some errors uh, that cost him a prize in one. In fact, it cost me him the whole game because he's basically screwed up after that. So, what's uh, what do you guys think? What what were your um feel through that final match between Shintaro Ito and Henry Brand? Let's start with Yusef. Yeah, in the final match, um, I saw most of it and. It was just incredible to see the amount of control that this Mew and Mewtwo deck can put on him because unlike Blacephalon that requires actual physical setup where you need the Nagas, you need to start discarding things, you need to be charging up and have enough fire energies on the field at one time to do enough damage, Mew and Mewtwo just needs to charge itself, quote-unquote, by thinning its own deck which is just getting rid of all these extra cards, throwing them in the discard pile, tossing them away, and then you get to pick and choose which attack you want to do. It, it's it's setting up by making your deck better, and that's what makes this Mew Mewtwo so, so good, is you can grab something with a Cherish Ball and Mysterious Treasure it away to get the other things that you need out, and then you can suddenly use its attacks. It's incredible. Yep. As long as it's able to manage your uh, stadium control. But I don't think yes. it needed to do that in the finals, because... The not uh, in that Blacephalon one, no. deck did not have power plants. Because usually that's the biggest fear of a Mewtwo Mew deck is the power plant. Yeah, power plants, yeah. for and those of you at home that don't remember, power plants cancels abilities. It shuts them down. So uh, not allowing Mewtwo and Mewtwo's perfection basically cripples the card to no end. Yeah, and he played five ways to get rid of that stadium. Uh, <laughs> three, three Giant Hearth, one Viridian Forest, so a bunch of stadiums of his own, and a Marshadow. With the resetting hold ability that he could Which search out with mysterious treasure. Which I'm a real treasure. fan of, let me just add. Yeah, I'm and it also helped him a lot shadow. because against uh, against Shintaro, he, those are all Ultra Beasts pretty much, except for the Heatran. And the Marshadow does exactly enough damage to Oko a regular charge up Naganatal with um, with its one energy attack. So, mm-hmm. And he used that. He took a prize with that. Yeah, it's just a really, really well built deck. Uh, Sigma, what about what are you two cents about the finals? Uh, it was an exciting time. It it could have been a toss up depending on how well the Blacephalon uh, deck draws, because there are some draws that it just does extremely well against big GX Pokemon like Mewtwo Mew, and it just isn't as good against uh, small decks usually. But the build he used was better against small decks, so I guess it kind of mm-hmm. hurt him against the Mewtwo Mew. Yeah. Overall, 
I am super happy that Mew, uh, Mewtwo and Mew GX won. I was kind of rooting for that card. Uh, uh, honestly, I hate Blissafalon. Always have since it's <laughs> since the beginning. I don't know why. I just don't like that card and that deck and how it plays. Not saying it's bad. Nothing to do with it. It is uh, obviously a very good deck. Just not up my not up my alley. So I'm kind of glad that Mew and Mewtwo did win. Um, it was a very amazing finish for a good overall year in the format. Uh, 2019 saw a big changes, uh, just like 2018. These past three years have has been honestly really good for the game. Uh, we've got a slew of new cards. Uh, I feel it's more and more where the sets are becoming, where almost every card is now. There's no, there's no, not that much. Um, obviously bad cards anymore. There's a lot of cards that, yes, might not be good, but they're not horrible, and that we see more and more cards that are more useful and better, I don't know, be- better designed for the game. Um, so 2019 has been really fun for me, and I really enjoy that. And it's brought a few surprises, and that's where I wanted to talk about our surprises. So let's start with, um, our Sigma. What was your big surprise deck for Worlds? Uh, I- I was debating about whether I should talk about Behem, which was really fun to watch on day one. Uh, I'll, give I'll give it that. But nothing like <laughs> item lock that also reuses its triple acceleration energy each turn. But, you and I have very different different definitions of fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> the announcers were enjoying it, too. It's like, we, we don't know what's happening. But <laughs> I don't think anyone expected this. Ugh. That's but great. Uh, I, I'm, instead, I'm going to talk about Slowduck, mm-hmm. which is the Slowpuck and Psyduck tag team card that was kind of on the bubble on whether it would see play or not. And uh, since the Worlds list doesn't actually exist on the page for Limitless, we can look at the DC Open Flight 1, which still had like 600 players. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. and uh, this deck came in ninth place. So, it did well. <laughs> It did very well, yeah. Yes. Uh, this version of the deck is playing two Jirachi and three Dragonite, a mix of the two team-up ones that search for a supporter each turn, and one that puts a water, well, just a water energy in this deck, onto your, a Pokemon per turn from your hand. Uh, it gets those Dragonites on the field with Lance Prism Star, which ideally you can find like on turn one and hope the Jirachi dies with a Steven's Resolve and hope you don't get reset, Stan. <laughs> because if, once you get those Dragonites out, this deck just becomes bonkers. Because then you start using Lieutenant Surge and Misty's Favor, which lets you search up three different supporter cards from your deck. And the Slow Duck's attack is discard as many supporters from your hand, and you do 40 times the number of supporters discarded this way. Uh, Lapras gets your Misty's Favors back from the discard each turn, so you can cycle through them that way it's a repeatable damage for each lapras that you have the deck is just filled with tons of supporters uh this version has great balls or no great potions as well to heal you up only a couple stadiums with power plant and lysander labs but it's a really fun deck it looks like it might we need to mention that the card slowbook and psyduck is amazing uh the art is my favorite of all times and the attack names are great, Ditch and Splash, and then Thrilling Times GX. It's just mwah, perfection. This is the real meaning of perfection, not Mewtwo and Mew. 
<laughs> it also has more HP than Pikachrom. It does have yeah. 10 more HP than Pikachrom. Wow. <laughs> that's just fantastic. Yeah, Vila, a- what, what about your surprise deck? Well, those of you who might have known me through at, through just in the Discord and things like that know I have an unhealthy obsession with Darkbox. <laughs> and I was not expecting it to show up in the top anything at Worlds, very honestly, just because at the moment it was... It's very inconsistent in how it sets up and everything. But I was surprised by the fact that two of them showed up in the top, what is in day two. Um, one of them was piloted by Zach Kreckler, who has been known to pilot really cool things in the past, like the Silvalli medals a long time ago at a European championship. Um, he and I must think on the same kind of wavelengths. So I love it. And that one had a lot more Ultra Beast focus. It played things like Ultra Space and Beast Ring in it to get itself out more consistently. There was also one by Mr. Hawkins. They were there were two Dark Box lists in the in the day. I was I was thrilled. And his was more traditional where it had the Viridian Forest instead to search out energies and things like that. Mm, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just love it. Once you can get the Naganadal and the Weavile set up on your side you just you start going energy. ham with the dark right umbreon mm-hmm. and sabletar comes in and finishes the game takes three prizes off of a regular gx or if you've laid damage out correctly you can you can just steal four prizes off of some tag team that's been weakened it's fantastic i love that deck so much and i was surprised to see it end up in end up in day two and it did pretty well until he met until uh zach Kreckler met shintaro ito and then it then it didn't go well. But he still got 16th place, I believe, which is awesome. Yes. Awesome. Now, my favorite, uh, my surprise deck, and is one that you, we already discussed, is the Pidgeotto Control deck. I was not yeah. expecting to see this. Yeah, I was expecting thing. it to see it. Obviously, people do tend to play uh, these niche decks in tournaments as big as the world. I just didn't expect it to hit top eight. Uh, this was number eight of the top eight, and it's basically... Out of this world. Oranguru, of, of course, is the resource management Oranguru that puts three cards from your discard pile to the button of, uh, bottom of your deck. Um, it's all you really need to know about Oranguru. Combined with the Pidgeotto with airmail, uh, this tiny little 60 HP stage one ability allows you to, once during your turn, you may look at the top two cards from your deck, put one of them in your hand, and then put the other one in the bottom of your ha- uh, of your deck. You may already be seeing a, th- a theme here. Combined with Giraffarek, this is Giraffarek that, ha- that is from, oh, what was the name of this set? Last Thunder. Last Thunder. Yes, and it includes Get Lost for one colorless. Put two cards from the opponent's discard pile into the Lost Zone, eliminating them forever. So that's pretty awesome. You got the Articuno that has the legendary ascent. When you play this Pokemon from your hand onto your bench during your uh, turn, you may switch it with your active Pokemon and move any water energy to this Pokemon. Basically, Tapu Koko, but version Articuno with Ice Wing. This is basically if you need to attack. And then you have the Mewtwo and the Mew to defend your uh, well, the, you have the Ditto, sorry, and then you have the Mew to defend your bench. Um, so why is this deck so difficult? Well, it's because it recycles to no end. It recycles all the horrible cards that are designed to make you hate yourself. It has four crushing hammers, all recyclable. It has, if you need to find them from the, from the bottom of your deck, of your deck, ah, 
don't worry, we have cards for that. Uh, actually, I don't see that it has. No, no, it, it don't. It, it just shuffles them. It just shuffles them. It eventually okay. gets to the point where you're Pidgeotoing the same cards over and over again. Gotcha. So it yeah, matter. where you have the same like you have eight cards yeah. in your deck and you just keep going in a circle. You Pidgeotto through yeah. most of them each turn. So it's yeah. Fun. So it, yeah, it's crushing hammers. It's custom catchers. It's reset stamps. Um, it's just so many cards in this deck designed to make your opponent just just quit, just rage quick because why even chip, bother? Chip ice axe. Oof. Cheap, uh, yeah. yes. Even Chip, that's stupid. Yeah, look at the top. By the way, that's look at the top three cards of your opponent's deck and choose one of them. Your opponent shuffles the other cards back to their deck, then put the card you chose on top of their deck. It is pretty ridiculous. Um, it is pretty awesome. So, and it's just a complete surprise to see this this type of deck reaching so high in worlds. Of course, it's to be expected. It is post-rotation. Nobody knew what was going to happen, but this one surely made me smile when I saw that it got as far as I did. It did. Because, in theory, it shouldn't have. Um, and that's it. Anything else you want to add, guys, for the worlds? No, I really liked how the format was actually relevant this time. <laughs> that was really cool. <laughs> watching decks that we get to play now, as opposed to watching decks that are going away in two weeks was a great change to the format. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Because now we have a base tour to start 2020 and an idea on how these, even after rotation, it's just very possible to make amazing decks. Even when you're losing cards that such as Ultra Ball, you've had them forever in the set. Now, let's move on to the last segment of the show, which is deck of the episode, which we was going to be a really quick one because we already kind of started discussing this one. And we have to say, we have to talk about it. It's, again, the Mewtwo and Mew GX deck from Henry Brand that got us. That's the world champion deck of 2019 and i just wanted to dig a little bit de- deeper into this deck as you guys know we already mentioned that it has the four mewtwo's that can uh, allow itself to attack uh use the attack of any pokemon you have in play uh bench or uh or discard pile and you'll have three the dennis because you need that consistency this is of course the, the dennis with the ability the dennis the dennis charge which is allows you to uh, discard your hand, drop to six new cards, uh, by just playing the Dene. We you got- also want the mm-hmm. Dene for, uh, discard options. Like, yes. You don't have many ways to discard cards right now. Yeah. I'm really surprised this deck isn't playing Hapu. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Mewtwo Mew decks do play Hapu, so. Yes. And I see Jesse and James making a great introduction to Mew, um, uh, into the Mew and Mewtwo decks, so. That's something to expect. Uh, and then afterwards, all the cards you have is just, just in case you need their abilities. You have the Soul Galeo GS that, uh, basically it's attack is turbo strike for two colorless, allows you, it does 120, and you attach two basic energies from your discard pile to one of your bench Pokemon. Nothing else to say there. We got a Marcargo GX for its lava flow, discard any amounts of basic energy from this Pokemon. This attack does 50 more damage for each card discarded this way. The Latios. Mm-hmm. It's also important to note with the Magcargo specifically, it has a GX attack that discards the top five from your opponent's deck, which destroys Orangaroo at, at that point in the end game where it's only got five cards in its deck that it's cycling through. Yeah, you just have to protect your Magcargo from those giraffe rig and you'll be okay. Yep, exactly. <laughs> And not forget, we already discussed this, Latios GX, which gives you protection from tag teams in case you fear being revenge killed the next turn by a GX. It also has Espeon and 
Deoxys GX, which is an interesting GX card. Uh, it's a tax. This one is. Mm-hmm. This one is really cool. Uh, it is. If you watch one of the top eight videos, I believe, you get to watch it just destroy a Pidgeotto deck. Yes. <laughs> it's like dead Pidgeotto, dead Pidgeotto, dead Pidgeotto. It just powers up all the way to the six energy you need to put 200 wow. damage as you choose, which is three dead Pidgeotto, which is essentially GG. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. That, that's um, the only reason you play it is for small decks. It's like goodbye, goodbye goodbye yep. you're gone then you have the naganel gx with venom shot this card two card two energies um from this pokemon this uh this attack does 170 to one of your opponent's pokemon can be a bench so you can snipe with it uh you got the jirachi gx uh this one has the ability so it's worth playing sometimes don't apply psychic weakness when pokemon both yours and your opponent take damage from attacks so it does nullify mewtwo's uh psychic weakness so, but it can backfire as well if your opponent is using obviously another Mewtwo deck, or not backfire. I guess it just evens the ground. Yeah, it stops one. Sh- it stops one the escalation of arms. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's, it's also a nuclear really treaty. Handy. Okay, it's a nuclear treaty. That's what it really is. Yeah, and it's really handy against Malamar with Giratina doing exactly the damage it needs after one distortion door. Hmm. Yeah. That's exactly right. And that we have Kubalian GX. This has the dueling saber attack. If this, uh, if there is any stadium cards in play, this attack does 60 more damage. Uh, it also has a metal symbol, though it doesn't really apply. And last, uh, yeah. oh, the thing ahead. is, the thing is, it can't use that dueling saber attack. Oh, um, it's right. literally just for the, just GX for attack. the GX attack. Yeah. During your opponent's next turn, this Pokemon can't attack. Basically protecting yourself from their Pokemon yeah. can't attack. It so gives you one turn of protection, yeah. Yeah, kind of like a Jolteon. Now, and with, that includes Pokemon put into play, which is what's really cool about it. Mm-hmm. And then you have, lastly, the Marshadow, which is just there to get rid of stadiums. This is the resetting hole uh, Marshadow. One of my favorites, honestly. And the, that, and all of the cards, all the, the the beautiful thing about this deck is that all the cards that I just mentioned, they can all be in the discard pile. Because Mewtwo's the one, Mewtwo and Mew are the ones doing all of these attacks. It has a slew variety of attacks that completely can cover almost any scenario, which it showed on the final when he was able to, although it must be said that he, um, Shintaro did have, uh, uh, problems setting up and he was having, uh, problems doing techni- uh, technical errors. Um, it also didn't help that you had Henry completely controlling the scenario using Mewtwo and Mew and all the support cards that that deck had. It's just, this is a strong, powerful deck, and I see it being a, uh, a protagonist in the 2020 format for at least half the year until something better comes up. So, uh, what are your opinions Mo- overall of the deck? Uh, let's start with you or Sigma. Until we find ability lock, whenever we get that back. <laughs> that is true. This deck is ability pretty slacking. This de- <laughs> yeah, slacking. We all joy. We have slacking. It's fine. <laughs> we just need to get that stadium two down there. Like, I can't imagine this deck would see anywhere any play if we had a lowland muck still. Oh yeah, that is true. That is a hundred percent true. What about you, Seth? I really like the trainer counts that he's got in here. Uh, one of the things that I have fallen in love with recently is Bill's analysis. Yeah, such a good um, card. It lets you, especially after he's thinned out his deck of all the garbage GXs he doesn't need to attack with and just needs in his discard, throwing down a Bill's analysis late game makes it incredibly easy to find a pair of custom catcher. 
mm-hmm. which is the biggest thing. It's good. It goes really well in this deck. It goes really well in other decks that are searching out maybe custom catchers of their own or even Beast Ring yeah, to hunt decks out that can't things. Play green. Yeah, and it's been making a lot of waves in Japanese deck lists up until Worlds, and now it's starting to make waves over here. Now that the World Champion has won using that. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing I want to point out is just that fire is where it's at right now, because if you look at the deck lists, even though not all of them were fire attackers, functionally, six of the top eight were fire decks. Yeah. That that just utilized support Which is something that you could not have like said from any other previous year. Like, fire right. has been completely forgotten for so long that it's just... It's kind of way good that we see it just completely being number one right now. Yeah. Welder and we- Welder's the biggest reason. Welder, Heat Factory, and, and uh, Giant, Giant Hearth. Yeah, those are bonkers cards that make it that you don't need the actual attackers. You just need the efficiency core, which is incredible. Just great. And that's it, ladies and gents. We have reached, reached the end of our episode. Um, if you like what you hear, please go ahead. Uh, we have other shows. Please follow uh, Thatch's flagship, our flagship show, The Puckle Podcast, every Monday with our fearless leader, Thatch, hosting. Do not miss out on Battlecasts, also uh, once a month, alongside The Game Corner. All great shows, or give them a chance and all listen to them. Uh, part of the Puckle family right here. Now, if you also like what we do in general, please go ahead and follow us on all our channels. We got the Twitch channel at uh, thepucklepodcast.tv. This, of course, is where I stream every Monday. That streams uh, on Thursdays and Wednesdays, and we have others such as Orange Avengers as well. Please follow us on Facebook. We have two groups there, Puckle TCG, uh, Puckle Podcast and the TCG group, Puckle TCG. So please go ahead and uh, uh, join us there for uh, more conversation. But honestly, where the community lies, where you have to go is Discord. Join us in Discord, and that is where the community is li- lives and where you will find someone in Puckle to talk Pokemon, play Pokemon, trade Pokemon, whatever Pokemon-related thing you want, 24 hours a day. Almost always, there's someone there to talk and just have a great conversation. Great people. Uh Great place. Join us at Discord. You're not going to regret it. And of course, lastly, if you have the extra money, please become a Patreon. Every single cent you put into Puckle goes right back. This is where we get all the money to get the events that we do, the tournaments, the PuckleCon, everything comes from this funds. We don't use that for anything else that is not improving our podcast uh, equipment. And obviously more events, more tournament, more prizes for you guys every single day. With that... It is the end. You can already listen to the guitar happening in the background. Sevilo, thank you so much for being here tonight. My pleasure as always, good sir. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Sar Sigma. Your expertise is always the best around. It was a fun time. This was a good world. It really was. And with that, Worlds did end, but the new format, the new world of Pokemon 2020 has just begun. It is time to experiment. It is time to just play cards, have fun, and see what we can get there. A whole new year of adventure and exploration awaits to us, not to mention that Pokemon Sword and Shield is happening in November. Great time to be a Pokemon fan, guys. See you all next month. Time in lavender time.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.